Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I was studying the Word today, and I was uh, open to Proverbs 17 um, uh, today, and it said, it's better to have a little morsel and peace than to be have a, a feast with strife or contention. And that word strife stood out to me because I've been seeing it as a theme in the Bible. When you see that, I want to encourage you to study the way you the way I study. Um, the Lord will like point things out like that to you. The way I study is I go on um, Strong's Concordance and I look up the word strife and words that match to it and words that link to it. I find out their meaning. I go to an etymology dictionary and I look up what the word means, um, where the word kind of came from. And then I begin to look in the Bible and see, because the Bible, the book of Proverbs is full of definitions for words uh, to, to give you an idea of where these things come from. I, had, I heard someone say recently, the difference between jealousy and envy is that jealousy is that you want something that someone else has. Envy is that you, you not only are jealous that they have it, but you don't want it just for yourself. You want neither of you to have it. So envy is where you would like, all right, I'm going to take this person's, I'm going to, I'm going to smash this person's car because I don't want them to have it. Right. You're not just, I, I want one of those for myself. Jealousy, uh, or, um, covetousness is where you say, man, I would love to take that. Right. You covet someone else's, whatever it is. The Bible talks about that as the commandments, right? So that's where you wish you could take it from them. This one says, I don't want anyone to have it. I don't want them to have it. And that's the difference. And so you get a grasp of when the Bible is speaking what it's talking about. But uh, I want to talk about strife and contention. The word strife, contention, discord kind of all go together. You're going to learn something today, and I believe this will help you. Because this all comes down to our heart. When we live the gospel, everything that God looks at is our heart produces certain actions. Our heart produces words. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I say this often, but I can listen to people's conversations and I know what they believe. You know, I can talk to someone about healing and I know if they believe that Jesus will heal them and that he is the healer and that he's the healer through them, or if they don't, they're still in hope. They're still, well, I hope so. Hope so. That sounds good. You can tell someone who believes the gospel that the power of the gospel has the ability to change the hardest heart. And then you can tell the people who don't care, pastors who've shut down their churches, who just, oh, we're just trying to cooperate with local government. And they care more about cooperating with local government than they do about doing what God has called them to do. You've been called by God, not by your state. You've been called by God to, to, to preach the gospel. So you should have a conviction in your heart that what you do, the message that you bring, is worth going to jail for. It's, 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 <laughs> that's, if you look at the Bible, the Bible's full of, hey, things were difficult. Someone had to stand up and, 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 and take a stand for the gospel, stand for the truth. And they, they got in trouble, but the Lord delivers them. That's, and some of them got in trouble and, and they, they get to meet face to face with the Lord. But you, you decide to stand up for what's right. And so the, um, uh, uh, so diving in today, strife, contention, discord, I'm going to go over a couple, um, uh, verses here. Number one, the Bible says, "Only by pride comes contention, but with all, but with the well-advised is wisdom." There's a couple different verses in here that talk about the source of of contention, the source of uh, the source of strife. Strife means to fight. It means to quarrel. It means to have a contest, to have an adversary. So if you have relationships in your life that there's constantly strife, it means that that there's a pride. Now, now you have a choice because strife takes two. You, you can't be at strife with yourself, contention with yourself, right? Strife takes two. 
The Bible talks about him who appeases strife, the person who's slow to anger. Anger stirs up strife, but a person who appeases strife. So if you find yourself getting in arguments a lot, the Bible even says it's like opening a faucet to the moment you allow yourself to take a step to, no, that's not right, and then things escalate. Voices go higher, things get heated. There's a decision that you make to be a person of peace. Yes, you stand up. If, if, if you're standing up for the truth in, in regards to like if someone's opposing the gospel, it's one thing. You stand up, but you can boldly and confidently speak the truth. But when it comes to uh, relationships, when it comes to uh, dealing with other people, if you find yourself in a lot of arguments, if you find yourself in a place where, where, there's, where there's strife and there's contention, we probably all know that person that every time you talk to them, there's just, it's like, man, 50% chance that they're going to try to argue with me over something, or they're going to call me and talk to me about somebody else. The Bible says where there's no talebearer, strife comes to an end. So there's always someone with a story. Watch out for people who call you and they've always got a story about someone else. And it's not a positive story. It's not like, hey, this was so awesome. I hung out with this person. Man, they're so sweet. You, you know, and I know, you know, women tend to be this way more. There's a way that women communicate. And women, you know, being a husband, I had to learn. For me, if someone does me wrong, I just don't, I wouldn't tell anybody. My wife, if someone does her wrong, she, and I think this is just the nature of women, they, they need to talk it out. And, and husbands are there to listen and to be on their, their wife's side, right? Uh, at first, I would, <laughs> to my own shame, at first when I got married, I would just shut my wife down. I'd be like, that's gossip. She's like, no, I'm telling you what happened in my day today. I'm trying to explain and I need you to, I, I need you to listen. I need you to be on my side. So I'm learning. There's ways people communicate. But when someone is always talking bad behind someone's back, when someone's gossiping, the Bible says that God actually hates, hates the one who sows, the person who sows discord, the lips that sow discord among the brethren, a tongue that sows discord among the brethren. If you're sowing discord, if you're separating people, if you're, if you're leading friends apart because of gossip, because of the way you, you speak about somebody, the Bible says God hates that. You know, for us as Christians, we need to be able to overlook. We need to be able to have grace. People aren't perfect. There's no church that you can go to that's perfect. You're going to find people there and people mess up and people have their good moments and people have their bad moments and you catch people sometimes on a bad day. And you got to understand there's grace that we give. But strife begins with pride. And then hopping to the New Testament, and this is what I wanted to come to. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 16, 15 and 16. And it says, Some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preach Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds. The definition of strife is a desire to, or contention, is a desire to put yourself forward, a desire to put oneself forward. You know, he was, Paul was saying here, these people are trying to add to my torment. They have so much anger in their hearts towards me that they're preaching, supposing, hoping to stir up more trouble for me. And, and so he said, but you know, either way, the gospel is being preached. Some, some people are doing it to, to show themselves better than Paul. Paul would even say, hey, you have these people who talk, who come, you know, I, I started the church there, but there's people who've infiltrated and they talk against me and they say, I'm not a real apostle. And, and, and he said, these are the people that hated Paul. 
they could see Paul was a man of God. They had strife. They wanted just to. They just wanted to gain. They wanted to get the financial support of the 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 churches there, and so they were trying to badmouth Paul. There was a strife, but for Paul, he didn't engage. He 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 stated his case, and he said, "I remember at the end of one of his letters, let no one bother me from this day forward about these things." And so you see a decision that that you choose to be a person that'll always. Uh, de- decelerate when it comes to strife and contention. If someone comes, hey, I have something I need to, I need, I need to talk to you about. I have something you did this wrong. I can't believe you did this. Even if the, if it's the way someone misunderstood you, hey, you know, I'm so sorry that that you saw it that way. You know, my heart is this. I understand, and I'll be more careful next time. Just so you know, my heart is this. I didn't mean to do that. The Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath, and so be a person because the Bible even goes as far to say. Is that you can uh, being being contentious? It becomes an attitude. It can become a character trait. It says the contentious man kindles strife. So there's people who just have an attitude to get angry, and and it comes from pride. It comes from being self focused. Where someone you know they wronged me. They they said this. They said this. There's opportunities, and many of you could think back opportunities that you had to to. Uh, Oh no, you know, you you mistake me. This that's not who I am. And just start a fight where there doesn't need to be one. Even to defend yourself. You know, if someone you, the, the Bible says vengeance is mine says the Lord. You 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 can't be a person that that is worries about your title. You can't be a person that worries about your status. Ultimately, ministers or servants, if you're serving God, which all of us as Christians are, you're a minister. I remember there was a time where I prayed for a gentleman. And I th- I've told the the testimony of the gentleman who had chronic fatigue, and I was in the back room after an altar call, and I uh, prayed for him. And you probably heard the story where I picked the man up and like shook him because faith is action, and I put him down, and the Lord totally healed. I rebuked the spirit of death. The Lord totally healed him. He came back to me like two days later, and he said, "Hey, hey, hey." I said, "Yeah." He said, "You're the Bible school student that prayed for me, aren't you?" I said, "Yes, sir, I am." I didn't tell him I was a pastor on staff. I didn't need to tell him. I, yes, sir, I am. Pastor Rodney tells a story. Someone comes up to him. Are you Pastor David? Yes, I am. <laughs> you know, you 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 can't be a person who's here to defend your status and defend your title. And then the and then the uh, two more scriptures it says here. Uh, the next Philippians chapter two, verse three. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. So let me put the definition in there. Let nothing be done out of a desire to put yourself forward, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men." And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. We all, as Christians, need to decide that the only one's opinion that matters is God's. We don't fight for things here on this earth as far as for our own rights. We don't fight on this earth as far as for our own for, for our own titles, our own standing. God, I'm here to do your will. I humble myself before you. You said you'd exalt me in due season. 
but I'm not going to be a person who engages with other people. You'll meet people, and you may be in a bubble now of like a great Christian family, but you'll meet people as you go who, who don't have the fruit of the Spirit and want to start, and you, and you decide, I'm not going to be a person who's aiming to put myself forward. And then ask yourself, am I, is there anything that I'm doing because I'm trying to put myself forward? I'm trying to make myself seem, I'm trying to make myself appear great. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it to validate myself. One last scripture here. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 5. So do not make any hasty or premature judgments before the time when the Lord comes again, for he will both bring to light the secret things that are now hidden in darkness and disclose and expose the secret aims, the motives and purposes of hearts. Then every man will receive his due commendation from God. There's coming a day of judgment where God will reward. First of all, there's judgment for the unbeliever and then there's reward for the believer. But how the motivation that you do things out of makes a difference. And you have to check your heart. Holy Spirit, show me. Am I doing this so, so it can validate my ministry? Am I doing this so it can validate who I am? Am I doing this so I can look like I'm the man or the woman, right? What is my purpose for doing this? If it's to serve Jesus, if it's to help people, if it's to see people go to heaven, that's the motivation. And it's really the motivation that Jesus had. It's, it's one of the things when I look at Jesus that I, that I um, not envy the most, that wouldn't be the right wording here. That I that I uh, admire the most is is how nothing about his life revolved around him. He was about his father's business. There's a book that I uh, uh, saw that had a title. It said "The Freedom of Self Forgetfulness," and I bought it and I never read it. The title itself just blessed me. But the freedom of self forgetfulness, where my life is not about me, my life is about the King. My life is about the kingdom. And there's coming a day of reward where I won't have to claw and bite to get my way here on this earth. I will have obeyed God and said, God, every day I belong to you. I'm yours. Use me. I want to be used for your glory. Are we people of peace or are we people of strife? Let's be humble people, people who love God, people who serve God, people who love his kingdom. Father, I thank you for every person listening. Father, grace them with a supernatural love for your kingdom. Grace them, Lord, to have a new joy in doing what you've called them to do. Lord, I pray supernatural blessing on them in every area. I call your finances blessed. I command debt to be paid off in Jesus' name. Supernatural increase, supernatural health, supernatural clarity of mind, and supernatural favor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We love you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast.